Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Do dreams really mean anything? What's the difference between night dreams and daydreams? Can dreams point the way to and through world crises? Hello there, and welcome to the 291st broadcast of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and all those dreamy questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. And as we talk with our guest tonight, please feel free to call in with uh, your own questions about dreams, or whatever it is you want to talk about that has to do with the subject. Uh, you don't have to give your full name, uh, but the numbers tonight are 401-766-1240 locally, and 800-449 from anywhere else in the United States. Wait, but it's a 800-449-1240. Oh, sorry. Uh <coughs> Whatever. We're not that well known. Sorry, I'm 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 really out of it. <laughs> okay, but first, it's time for our weekly paranormal contest question. Now, last week, we asked what U.S. state has the highest number of reported Bigfoot sightings. The winner was Curtis Fong of Seattle, Washington, who currently, I should say, correctly answered the state of Washington with 522 reported sightings. Uh, interestingly enough, Washington is followed by California with 425 sightings, Oregon with 227 sightings, and Ohio, of all places, with 220 reported sightings. Well, you shouldn't be surprised with the whole Mothman thing. Uh, well, I suppose not. But anyway, that information came from um, the Bigfoot Research Association, www.bfro.net. Oh, the BFRO. Anyway, uh, this week's question is, uh, what scientist who worked for Project Blue Book started out as a UFO debunker and ended up a UFO believer. So when I write and get a copy, uh, an autographed copy, I should say, of my dad's most recent book, Turning Home, God's Ghosts and Human Destiny. Now, as you may have guessed, our subject this evening is dreams, and our guest is Craig Sim Webb, executive director of the Montreal-based Dream Foundation. He is a professional speaker, trainer, author on dreams, consciousness, and communications, as well as a songwriter and musical performing artist and inventor. Uh, his life changed 20 years ago when he nearly drowned on a whitewater rafting trip, and he suddenly began recalling up to 10 days, I should say 10 dreams a day, and having powerful visions, uh, dream visions. Since then, he's graduated from McGill University, participated in pioneering dream and consciousness research projects at Stanford University and Montreal's Soccer Care Hospital, designated, <clears throat> I should say designed, electronic, these new glasses are something else, designed, <laughs> Electronic self-development yeah, self tools and worldwide with worldwide distribution and helped found produce Making Contact, a weekly radio show on 200-plus international stations for 17 years. But we got a way to go to accomplish that. As an expert for major motion pictures, Fortune 500 corporations, and 1,000-plus international media, Craig has broadcast, published, pioneering concepts about applied psychology, dreams, communications, creativity, and human potential. For over 17 years, he has led numerous training programs and over 1,500 miles of transformational outdoor quests. He has presented empowering training to CEOs, celebrities, and world-class athletes, doctors, professors, best-selling authors, and many other celebrities. He's also a musician, and if we get it to work properly, we're going to hear one of his songs during our break halfway through the show. And his website's www.dream.ca and www.edutainer.ca. That's E-D-U-T-A-I-N-E-R.ca. Ha-ha. 
play on words there. Uh, Craig Sim Webb, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for the glowing intro and for having me on too. Oh, I know. Well, I had to stop because we we wouldn't, you know, the show would be over. We wouldn't get to meet you. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. so Ben's going to uh, start us off with our questions this evening. Okay. Uh, so my dad and I have some important questions about dreams and world events and other things like that. But let's start with the basics. How did you become interested in the uh, practical benefits of dreaming? Well, uh, I guess my whole interest in dreams, not just the benefits, uh, kind of came when uh, I was sort of kidnapped. That's how I describe it. I was a good little scientist studying physics and kind of minding my own business and studying the objective world in the provable way I sort of grew up with. But then all of a sudden, pretty much out of nowhere, because uh, I never really followed dreams. So I wasn't against them, but I, I never really followed or, or read much up on them. I started remembering up to about ten dreams a day, as you just said. And uh, that sort of came a little bit after I had a near drowning stuck under a whitewater raft. So I kind of had, uh, you know, a near-death experience. One was the physical symptom, at least that's how I describe it, of sort of getting stuck under the raft. And, and I think the source cause might have been some part of me was dying off in my objective science degree, and I wasn't uh, sort of getting in touch with the intuition and some of the inner information that uh, can really benefit people, like dreams and all the other, uh, I guess, subjective insights that we can get. Okay. All right, so um, how long have you been composing and performing music? Well, they kind of have gone in parallel for me. I uh, picked up a guitar when I was 19 on my birthday. <laughs> nice birthday gift to me, and uh, within a month I started writing my first song, I think. Uh, pretty uh, bad at that point. People said, uh, you know, don't ever, make it, don't ever quit your day job. But <laughs> I persevered and uh, got a bit of training, and, and I think just uh, passion allowed me to start writing more and practiced the skills, and, and then I found I started dreaming, like, pretty often. Uh, only about 1.5% of people, or less than 1.5% of dream reports, anyway. Uh, so maybe even quite a bit less in terms of population. Uh, so that they contain sound or music, and I, I get music dreams almost every day. So maybe I was starting to, I guess, court the muse in dreams <laughs> and music. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys ever dream music or sound? I do. Yeah, Ben's in music, um... Yeah, I, go ahead and talk about it, you know. Well, no, I, I've had dreams. I had one reoccurring, well, it wasn't reoccurring. It was, like, the same place, but different things happened, but with the same people. It was weird. Yeah. And, like, I was walking by this house, and, like, all the windows and doors were open, and it was all lit, and, like, people were, like, partying inside, and there was this awesome song playing. And I was, like, it sounded like a awesome psychedelic band that I listened to, and I was like, I want to know how to play that. And then I forgot everything about it, and I woke up. <laughs> like I knew how to play it too. Like I learned how to play it, and then I woke up and I forgot. I guess uh, we got to get like a MIDI out jack on your head. For, uh, I, I wish. <laughs> Audio out. <laughs> that, if, if that was possible, if only that was possible. Well, uh, you know, you can always uh, sort of do a little bit more intentional dreaming, which is one of the things I teach, uh, or it even goes as far as what I call designer dreaming. And you could uh, return to the scenario and maybe tap, uh, if it sounds like uh, a really valuable tune, uh, and start to, to get the seed and tap the creative muse, and then maybe record it. Do you record or play music also? Uh, well, we I was originally in a band for like a year, and then that fell apart, so now I'm trying to reform the band, but I don't have a drummer. And we were going to record, but then that failed miserably, and uh, I, I have found ways to record that, uh, that don't, that 
don't involve actual mics and stuff. Like I, I just, but I have like a ton of effects pedals and all that, and I need to get a clean sound and all the horrible, horrible things that come with it. So no, I haven't recorded anything that's uh, high quality. Well, you could at least uh, collect the seeds. That is uh, sort of record or use a little voice recorder. Sometimes even a cell phone. But I encourage people for recalling their dreams as long as you turn off the. Uh, the radio part or the cell phone part of the phone. It usually has a voice recorder and you can catch your dreams. Oh, yeah, I actually have done that. I've, um, well, not with the dreams, but I have used my phone to, like, record songs I've, I've played. Oh, perfect, yeah. So uh, it's a great dream recall tool because, actually, if uh, we're just speaking without really opening our eyes, which helps for dream recall, we're, uh, we're, we're staying a little bit, uh, a brain state a little bit closer to sleep. So, actually, uh, some kind of voice recorder can be even better than a pad or a, I guess a pen and pencil bedside, a pen and note paper bedside. Uh, so either little tips for recall, but maybe recording some of these uh, magical musical melodies, like uh, Paul McCartney. Have you ever heard uh, his uh, the first lyrics for the song Yesterday? Oh yeah, it was uh, Scrambled Eggs, right? Yeah, baby, how I love your legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I heard that. I heard that story heard that. Yeah. from a guy who was um, uh, he was a promoter for them back in the '60s. Right. And then uh, Paul uh, took about a month to own it. He asked the other Beatles, hey, I think I stole this little melody, because he woke up with the melody uh, from somebody. Did Have you heard this before? And none of his, I guess, uh, the other Beatles or his managers heard it. So after about a month, but after he owned it, which I think is a kind of a key step, he sort of said, okay, I'll work on it now. Then he suddenly dreamt the title yesterday. I guess the and, legend uh, of lost chords. Yeah. I've only I've only heard it played once. <laughs> From from the guitarist in my band, but anyway, continue, Dad. Okay, no, no, it's an interesting conversation. We're, we're kind of off script here, but but speaking of musicians and dreams, uh, we're um, cousins to uh, Julia Ward Howe, who wrote the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Okay. And she woke up some. It was sometime during the American Civil War, and, and she uh, just woke up. She felt compelled to just sit down and write the words to the Battle Hymn of the Republic, and um, you know that was. That was it. <laughs> That's where it came from. So uh, did, maybe the uh, runs of the family. Did sit there within like minutes? Or I'm sorry. He had finished, uh, I guess, the main lyric within minutes. Yeah, she just sat down and wrote the whole thing out right there before she forgot it. Oh, I love stories. Yeah, she didn't wow. have cell phones in those days, so I guess she couldn't do what Ben was talking. No, yeah. Ben were talking about. But anyway, they get kind of back on on our questions here. Um, and I guess he, uh, he kind of answered your next question in a way when he's talking about Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yeah, that, that answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah that answers any, any other well-known musicians? Well, a lot of other a lot of other musicians besides Paul McCartney have had that happen to them. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, let's get uh, Billy Joel there. Uh, gets a little closer to you guys. Okay. Mothers, uh, they. He says he dreams most of his uh, lyrics and melodies and arrangements, and sort of takes it from like a dream space. Obviously, the musician has to know their craft and be able to turn it into something polished, but uh, the seeds can uh, really make a difference. Kind of the, I guess, the core that we wrap the various things about uh, can come from dreams and really touch the world. For example, Sting, uh, the man from the UK there, I guess. Oh, yeah, 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 true. He, uh, I'm not sure if he uses his, his dreams or has employed his dreams for actual song content. Uh, I haven't had a chance to speak with him, but... His whole career path to become, I guess, an individual musician came. Uh, it was inspired by a dream, and that's the title of his debut album, "Dream of the Blue Turtle." Hmm. Wow, so, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes life guidance can, can really change our whole path. He, yeah. he describes that whole dream. If you want, we can talk about it. But uh, that's a great thing. Too. 
Okay. Well, I never heard that story. Oh, cool. Um, I heard Brian Eno uh, also. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Most New Age musicians are like that. Yeah. <laughs> but he yeah. started the whole thing. Well, Neil Young, there's there's quite a few, too, and uh, Handel's Messiah. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, Richard Wagner and uh, other sort of older, I guess, uh, composers. Yeah. And then some of the, the newer people, even Ziggy Marley, says he often dreams about his dad, Bob Marley, and, and he wrote a whole song about dreams. Well, we uh, you often wonder, you know, people, you know, prodigies like Mozart and, Mozart and people like this. You know, we draw a lot of uh, we, have, we we operate a lot on the multiverse theory that you know you are a lot of other people already in parallel lives, and you pick up stuff. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I mean, I can't see any other way some three or four year old is going to get up and start performing for the emperor or the pope, writing his own, you know. Yeah, unless they gave him like a Matrix plug-in download at eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, anyway, to get back to uh, dreams as such, uh, there are plenty of opinions, Craig, uh, that dreams are just reflections of waking life and really don't mean anything. What's your response to critics of that kind? Well, I certainly court everybody's viewpoint, and uh, it's actually valuable, I think, that we have uh, sort of different views, different insights. One key principle that a lot of people don't know, and sometimes that goes with the viewpoint you mentioned, is that the ideas that we hold, and when we start dealing with subjective experiences like dreams, which come to us alone and start, pretty much anyway, then uh, the ideas and beliefs we hold end up being really important. So if we think they're total garbage, well, probably uh, we'll throw away the baby with the bathwater if there was something useful. But we may also filter out some of the valuable dreams. So I encourage people, like anything, you know, keep a bit of an open mind, but also don't throw out your discrimination because some dreams, like uh, maybe after your big MSG pizza at midnight, probably don't have a lot of content that's going to be useful to interpret. Yeah. Although the message might be good. You know, if you have a nightmare, uh, don't have a big MSG pizza at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what is the MSTP? Oh, MSG pizza? Oh, that's uh, like a big pizza with lots of MSG on it. Or some foods can affect our dreams. So I was kind of alluding to... Yeah, like peanut butter. Thing. Oh, yeah, Ben was telling me about the, the peanut yeah. butter thing. Yeah, pe- if you eat peanut butter before you go to sleep. Yeah, well, uh, any any food that affects our physiology can to some degree affect our sleep and our dreams. Uh, medications are actually very strong. Yeah, yeah, imagine that. Yeah. Um, now, others, especially those who are into physics... I feel that feel that dreams are very important because they reflect, as I just you know suggested, real lives. Live you're living in parallel. I mean, do you feel that that's possible, or is, have you run into that? Or absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, we I kind of say a little buzz phrase I made up, uh, and actually we sell T-shirts with that on if people are interested. Life is just one station on the dial. Yeah, no, sort that's of well waking put. reality is really, and that's kind of a new concept for for some folks. That you can actually consciously tune, kind of with the, the part of your mind and your, yourself that's listening to the radio show right now. You can consciously tune into other realities and have your memory and your logic and everything there with you. And in that's dreams, what we find, yeah. Yeah, you guys do lucid dreaming? Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, well, this I wanted to get into this a little bit later when we get into some, some really weighty kind of stuff here, but at this point, every dream I remember is a lucid dream. Every, wow. dream, every dream I remember. We'll get you um, into the lab then. Yeah, I think, uh, well, again, you know, this is all part of, uh, all in the context of uh, some major goings-on that we, see, we have these, th- I developed theories about the, the multiverse uh, and, and its relation to the paranormal in, starting really in the late 1970s. Now, it wasn't just me, other people were, you know, as you know, yeah. are into that, you know, but I, I really, I, I may have been the first to actually apply it in the paranormal trenches when investigating 
ghosts or reincarnation or UFOs or anything like this. So be that as it may, um, it, it has since the early 90s, there have been contacts in a very practical and down-to-earth way when there is not a language barrier between um, us and those uh, neighbors, so to speak, and if you want to say parallel worlds. And we created a big stir on Coast to Coast AM in May when we um, started to come clean with some stuff that I felt very uncomfortable about because I've, I've spent many years uh, building a, a reputation for feet on the ground and, and very practical and this sort of thing in this field. And it's not easy to maintain that. And then you come out and you say, well, this is what's going to happen between 2012 and 2016, or at least what, what we seem to be picking up from contacts elsewhere and elsewhere. And this is way beyond spirit guides and any of that nonsense. I mean, this is this is these are practical communications in our opinion and a lot of it has taken place or another modality i beg your pardon and the information is coming through dreams or some other modality uh dreams meditation and sometimes just moments in waking life um at certain locations yeah and you know strong intuitive hit well that's well actual conversations well like i talked on the air last was it last week we were talking about um uh confused ghosts and uh, I happened to be, I was, a, I was a student for the priesthood in 1976, and I happened to be in an, an, uh, uh, contacted by someone from one of the churches we would visit on the weekends, and they said they had this moaning ghost with footsteps in their attic and all this, you know, classic ghost. And I, I was already... Halloween there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, we told that on Halloween just before. And uh, I spent five days sitting in an attic, uh, five evenings, I should say, and within two, the thing had noticed me. I shouldn't say the thing; I should say the guy, because it was a human being. So we don't believe in spirits of the dead, I and mean, these are people. And it was an amazing story of how he had remembered being in a plane crash, but now he was in this church. He couldn't get out. He was eating the food in the parish hall to, to get by, and then finally, someone and his memory was changing as we were speaking. And all this wild stuff, you know, that didn't make any sense to me. Now it does. But uh, the point being that this is the kind of communication we have. And sometimes this occurs in dreams. Sometimes it occurs in med- during meditation. And Ben and I uh, are very, very different kind of critters. Uh, he's not a carbon copy of me by any means. He has different gifts. Nope. But we do share dreams at times. And and we are and people all over the world wrote to us over three, well almost four thousand people wrote to us. In, uh, after that appearance in May on Coast to Coast, uh, saying they, they were having the same dreams uh, or similar ones. They, they were meeting the same people or creatures. They were having similar experiences. And I said, no, all these people can't be nuts. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, because we're getting ahead of ourselves. We had other questions for you, too. But um, well, That's uh, a good way to do it. I mean, I think it's extremely valid, in fact, in our Are you, are you hearing this? Are you, are you are people telling you, that? are you running into people who are having the same dreams or who think something is up? Uh, well, I think there's a lot of folks, uh, including me and many colleagues, who think something's been up since about the 60s in terms of a huge change of, I think, really focus. You know, we're, we're shifting from the super objective focus, which has kind of been my personal life path, to more of a subjective focus where we can tune into some of these other channels on the dial, however you want to think of it. Yeah. Dreams, intuitions, clairaudience, uh, maybe uh, spirits. Uh, when they're friendly, I guess we call them angels, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, so, or, uh, I'm not surprised, but uh, even more recently, I think that trend, or maybe it's a quickening, is speeding up quite a bit. There's uh, sort of, I guess, the group consciousness. Once you get a certain speed, maybe it's kind 
accelerate their snowballs. But, uh, yeah, this, these last couple of years, and especially these next few years, are going to be really, really shaking folks up and with a lot of, I guess, concern, emotions moving through. People look for new ways to kind of get their information. Yeah, well, that's exactly what we're seeing. And, and uh, one of our frequent guests, a, a novelist by the name of D. Erlon, who's also an expert on the 2012 prophecies of the Mayans and wrote a book on it, uh, you know, something I, I don't know, I, I kind of take with a, with a grain of salt, uh, that particular aspect of it. But anyway, he says that they, that whatever's happening, it is a, a an astronomical fact that all sorts of of um, electromagnetic phenomena are going out in the galactic neighborhood and and are are affecting among other things dreams and people's consciousnesses and and our concept of time, which as as if Einstein was correct and nobody believed it wasn't, then time itself doesn't have any objective existence. It's a function of our consciousness. So time seems to be speeding up, according to to him. And uh, he, one does look around and see evidence of that. What say you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, also. Uh the time seems to speed up as we age. I think one of the factors is when there's less new info, uh, you know, we start to get more speeding up. As we age, everything becomes a little bit more of a habit. But uh, there's definitely other factors. As we start to tune into more information, which you know, we're kind of bombarded now with the Internet and cell phones. And oh, my gosh, yeah. I think that's going to show us that uh, basically there's less free space, and so time seems to speed up. Yeah, yeah it's definitely subjective. Yeah, well, Even though the clock moves at the same tick tick tock, I think you know the physics part of it is sort of the objective, but subjectively, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Let's just try and get get our feedback on the ground here. Okay. Uh, back to something entirely different. Um, can you give some examples of how dreams can be helpful in the waking life? Yeah. Sure. Uh, they can. First off, uh, the most important thing for people is to realize that they can actually benefit us in life, because uh, many people kind of disregard them or, or they don't know what to do. But uh, simply put, uh, they could be uh, a great healing, and uh, that could be emotional, sometimes even mind-body and moving you into the physical. Nightmares are often the first step for many people. They can check out the website at dreams.ca. There's an article there that says, uh, Nightmares? Lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I encourage people to have a little laugh with the title, but uh, to read on, because we don't want people to keep having nightmares, but really it is kind of like an oil light or maybe a smoke alarm in our house. It's a warning. Something's out of whack in the engine, or something's out of whack in our psyche, uh, something's out of balance, or maybe an upcoming choice that we're going to make if uh, we just sort of stick on the same course of action is going to be problematic, so the nightmares kind of give an early warning. And uh, if we listen to them, we can often avoid even worse things in our waking life. You know, the nightmares upset us and wake us up, but rather that we get it early, rather that we see the oil lights and take the engine in for a tune-up than, you know, have an engine meltdown in 100 miles or whatever other accidents might come in our waking life. So nightmares can be great applications, and there's there's so many others. We talked a little bit, there's lots of others, but we talked a little about the creative inspiration application. Mm -hmm. We talked about music there, but uh, Stephen King, many authors, screenwriters, actually uh, personally met and interviewed James Cameron, uh, who did uh, Titanic and Avatar. He said the the key idea, I guess, for his breakout movie, which was kind of Terminator, one that sort of made made it big for him, uh, came directly to him in a nightmare. Yeah, but Lovecraft as well, uh, our local hero here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 And Avatar and, uh, you know, many, many other, uh, I guess, artists and creators use dreams as kind of a source channel for, for key info. In mm-hmm. fact, it was actually James Cameron's mum who dreamt uh, of tall warrior blue people, and James liked it, turned it into a movie. <laughs> wow, that's cool. 
Okay, we're going to take a commercial break here briefly, and we're going to, uh, can we play, um, and what, what's the name of the song you sent us, Yeah, Craig? Uh, people can listen to it maybe after break or if there's time. Uh, it's called Lucid. Wherever I've been in my life, I've never felt as good as when I'm with you. Just sprang into my life, yeah In this way the seeds of soul are born Well, my friends and family and lover They're very dear to me, yeah But without the muse I'd be forlorn She told me wherever I've been in my life I've never felt as good as when I'm with you Okay, we'll play a little more as we come through the rest of our break. Uh, that is you or Paul McCartney singing, Craig? Uh, well, uh, Paul McCartney wannabe, that's me. Okay, very <laughs> good. Okay, well, we have to do a bit of a commercial break here, and uh, we will be right back. You're listening to Behind the Paranormal on, uh, with Paul and, that's right, with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS. I uh, know I, I always say that, on WON, 1240 AM, and ONWorldwide.com in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. Okay, uh, the producer's telling me to keep talking. Okay, we are going to be telling you, of course, about Amazon Kindle, our marvelous sponsor here. And Amazon Kindle is coming out this, is a, I believe this coming week, with Amazon Kindle Fire. And this is a new device which will not only allow you to read upwards of a million books, and I should say 900,000 books, uh, magazines, newspapers, etc., including four of my own, but also allow you to download movies, uh, radio shows, television shows, things of this kind, and you can have it all in your pocket. And $199, you can't go wrong. So you can get this at Staples. You can also find out more at Amazon.com on the web. And again, it is a marvelous gift, a marvelous investment. And the next step in the Kindle phenomenon, Kindle has uh, really taken over the e-reader market. And of course, it does save you a lot of money because you don't have to have these $4 a gallon uh, uh, trips to the bookstore to get books and this, this, uh, all sorts of expensive stuff and the, the, Books themselves are much cheaper than they are if you buy them in printed form. So check it out. Amazon Kindle and Amazon Kindle Fire, $199 or and going down. Amazon.com or Staples. Okay, we're going to keep going. All right, well, we'll just come back. Do we have any more of the song? There we go. Wherever I've been in my life, I've never felt as good as when I'm with you. I said, wherever I've been in 
Okay, and we are back behind the paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WON twelve forty AM and ONWorldwide.com with our guest, Craig Sim Webb and musician, Renaissance man, dream expert, <laughs> speaker. So Craig, uh where can, can people get that on uh, C D? Uh yeah, it's available at uh, iTunes and Amazon and uh, I guess most of the music outlets online. Or they can go direct to uh, the website of my I guess artistic side, which is edutainer.ca and uh, pick it up on the products page there. And, and that song was actually inspired by, uh, well, more than two dreams, but at least two central dreams. So maybe it's got some of these little seeds of soul built right into it. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Well, uh, let's get back into the subject then of dreams in our last half hour here. Um, in our ongoing paranormal work, as we've already begun to say, uh, Ben and I have been working very much to my own shock, because I've never been interested in dreams all that much before. Uh, with and in dreams and meditation for a number of years now. And as I said, we created quite a stir on Coast in May uh, when we went public with the belief that we and many other people are being, for lack of a better term, prepared, I don't know by whom, in part through these dreams to fulfill certain educational and rescue responsibilities during a coming global disaster. Now, if you told me I would have been talking about this a few years ago, I told you you were crazy. I have a, a, a very firm academic background, and I, I don't like talking about this, but I don't think there's any choice. Anyway, you I don't... Can, uh, you can say, like me, that you're sort of a recovering thinkaholic, but you still hold on to <laughs> I, I don't like it. I don't want it. It defies decades of my scholarly training, and I am absolutely certain that it's <laughs> legitimate. Like I'm absolutely certain it's legitimate. Anyway... But it's you know it's not us it's not the we're so special a lot this is happening to lots of people and yeah. three thousand you know four thousand are morose to us after this and again they can't all be nuts yeah, anyway specifics uh... well yeah okay let me give you an example um, we I have I have lengthy dreams of meetings that are occurring in there's a rather pleasant place I wouldn't call it heaven but I mean it's an interesting. Interesting uh, parallel world, I suppose, and I, I refer to it as the good world, uh, because um, in another, you know, in the, the parallel life, my family and I live there. But there are lengthy meetings with a number of different people and beings of different species. Okay, and again, these are all—it's all very physical. It's not some kind of spirit world or any of that stuff, which I don't really believe in. The um, one of the th- there is a certain species that is very noble that is very with it and together and and is uh, instructing others on, on what will occur during this period that will affect a number of parallel worlds, not just us. Somebody sent me a photograph just last week of a wispy figure that he felt was present when he was taking these photos, and he was on a spiritual retreat. And uh, when he sent me the picture, it, it's one, one of the ones that I had been meeting with the previous night in a dream. Now, this guy was from Washington State. Never heard of him before. And I haven't mentioned a lot of this stuff on the air. It's not like he listens to the show when it was just sort of, you know, wish fulfillment or suggestibility right. here. But um, that, that kind of... And yet, I was totally unsurprised. I was not surprised at all when I saw this picture. Because this seems to be going on all over the place, and people, even if they don't have you know exactly the same dreams are writing uh, to tell me that they were at meetings and, the, and this sort of thing, and they will describe places that I have not mentioned on the air to which I have been in dreams. So obviously some shared dreaming seems to be going on. Did that pick up at all, uh, I guess, for you or from stories you've heard since last summer, like, significant? Yes. 
So uh, you might not have tied it into that, but note that, uh, I mean, I've seen mutual dreaming and, and mutual theming, which is kind of, you know, similar dreams, but not exactly the same perception. But I've seen it uh, for many years, but there was definitely a big jump uh, and more people talking about it, and I think more people getting interested. And, you know, like I said, the beliefs and the intrigue and the emotions attract the experiences since the movie Inception came out. See, I, I, I don't... kind of opened the world for a lot of people. Wow, this is possible. Shoot, yeah. let's try this. Now, see, I haven't seen that. In fact, I, 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 I watch very little... Yeah, well, I watch very little television and very few movies, but and one of the reasons I don't have time, and the second thing is plausible deniability. Well, it's a bit Hollywood. It's sort of a Yeah, story, well, I don't but, have uh, a lot of respect for what they do, and they don't usually get it right, although sometimes they, they sort of hit yeah, it. Yeah, they're sort of having, giving out entertainment. But the suggestion that, hey, this is possible kind of sparked a lot of people, and perhaps yeah. that's some of what you've seen. Hey, maybe we can meet and dream. Well, anything is, is possible. And again, may, maybe it's suggestibility, maybe it's... Uh, archetypes uh, flaring up because of the electromagnetic yeah. phenomenon. I don't know, but I mean, I, I would like nothing better than than to go creaking into some restaurant with all you folks, you know, in in 2025, and have a big laugh over what we thought was going to happen after nothing happened. But I mean, uh, but who knows? Uh-huh. The thing is, as I always say, just be prepared by doing what you're supposed to be doing and fulfill your responsibilities and love your family and you know and th- that's that's really what yeah. I want to grow an organic uh, or grow a garden a home grow garden. a garden yep yeah, that's right sort of have a bit of your yeah. own source of uh, I guess support and sustenance which mm-hmm. will become important there's some big shakeups coming there's, there's no well problem. that's well we are working with a group of about ten people several of whom are very prominent names uh, and we're we're in private discussions now about what they're having similar experiences, and and they were wondering what do we do about? Do we have a yeah, public, well, you know, do we, we have, have a meeting? A plan, right? Yeah. Well, we well several of us are broadcasters, and uh, there 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 is a an initial suggestion about how to approach that. But we, I you know I can't say anything right now. But we'll uh, well uh, include me in the think tank because I've got some pretty interesting uh, quote unquote inside info from my own and from others. Uh, I was going to suggest that, yeah. Perhaps add you to the group. But we're having an, uh, our next um, our next uh, uh, sort of t- tele meeting, so to speak. Teleconference is going to be in January. I'll uh, I'll get you um, I'll get you into the group. Oh, that'd be great. That'll be yeah. good. Okay, we appreciate your insights. Uh, okay, well there we are. Um, ben, do you have any comments uh, as we proceed here? Uh, some more questions here. Yeah. Well, what about nightmares? How common are nightmares? And do they have any? Suggestions for people who are suffering from up, upsetting dreams. Yeah, that's good because that's probably a big chunk of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, first off, there's, we should just mention, uh, and it's connected with nightmares, so I'm not really digressing here. That uh, people who don't recall dreams too much, usually uh, because of one or two reasons, either they don't really think it's too important, or they haven't really opened that channel of info, or even worse. They had a lot of upsetting dreams, sometimes from a serious breakup or maybe a, an accident, car accident, or somebody died or something. But uh, the upsetting dreams and nightmares, recurring dreams, uh, were bothering them in the daytime, I guess, keeping them tired, etc. So that they sort of plugged it or, or sort of closed that channel of info and stopped it. And that's bad. That's kind of like putting a Band-Aid over the oil light. Okay, it won't bug us for the next 20 miles, but then we're in trouble. So that uh, first First thing people might see if they start recalling, and often I see this in my teleclasses during week one or two, that people have a lot of upsetting dreams or nightmares, and that's good. I say that's you're starting to clean up the emotional backlog. <laughs> you're starting to have your subconscious uh, yell at you for the things you haven't been listening to. 
And uh, I guess about one out of two people has had a nightmare or an upsetting dream in the last month. Or if you're a child, they call them bad dreams. It wasn't a nightmare, it was just a bad dream. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, once they sort of clear out the little backlog, if people do actual exercises or even just a simple technique uh, like the one that's mentioned uh, in that article at dreams.ca, on the website there it says nightmares lucky you. There's a, an article to help end recurring dreams. Usually you can move through that stuff pretty quickly, like in a night or in a few nights if you just focus on it a little bit and start to court the info that's behind the nightmare. So there's some tips there. Lucid dreaming is actually one skill, but uh, there's other ways to sort of put an end to these nightmare reruns, as I said in my song, that can really help people, first of all, have better rest, but also get the life lessons that are usually associated with some of these common and worldwide common recurring things. You ever been in a chase dream or a pursuit? Yeah, not 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 for many not years. Recently. I haven't had a nightmare in decades. Oh, and you recall your dreams uh, fairly well. Yeah, you know why? One of the things I I have is a very odd sleep schedule. I don't know if this has anything to do with it or not. But when I worked for the local Metro Daily newspaper, I developed the odd habit of uh, okay of getting up early and um, working till two in the morning and then taking a nap in the afternoon. Okay, that's actually really good to split up your sleep into one or two or more portions rather than just one deep, you know, all Oh, well, good. I'll tell my wife you said that. Oh, yeah. Well, so it might still not be great for your social life. Yeah. <laughs> but for your uh, sort of keeping in touch with the other side or the other channels on the dial, the other parts of you, the other sources of info, uh, that's really helpful because you're not going as deep and far out on just one cycle. You're sort of going for a few little dips into the, the deeper state. That's what I find, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's helpful, and probably you don't have too many because you've cleaned up the backlog. So I encourage all the listeners, check out the, the tips there on that article, Nightmares Lucky You. And, and if it feels like something that you'd want to pursue, and we can talk about a few more of the benefits that we didn't get to. Oh, as sure. As soon as yeah. you get through the nightmares, uh, there's so much great stuff and really, really practical things waiting. For example, you know, maybe in business. Because people say, wow, I don't have time for this stuff, you know, even though maybe there's something useful. It's not for me. How about uh, Larry Page? He's one of the uh, two founders of Google. If he hadn't, uh, I guess, taken his little nap and listened to his dream, uh, he would have probably never had the, the success because he dreamt the key core idea for that began Google. Wow. So $200 billion later, boy, that was a valuable dream. <laughs> I guess. So I was, it's funny. I was just going to ask you about specific examples of uh, successes or breakthroughs people have had through dreams. Oh, yeah. Five Nobel Prizes. You name it. Uh, we talked about some of the artistic ones, but sometimes science, inventions, sometimes, uh, you know, I guess. Uh, and, and simple things for people, in their, they don't have to be like a famous person to have these. Often moms have really helpful dreams how to sort of protect their children or if there's something wrong with the diet or maybe that the, they can catch a little medical problem beforehand. You can have diagnosis dreams. Mm-hmm. One of the big, I guess, applications. It's not too much talked about sort of healing dreams, but for about 1,600 years, I guess, uh, back before and a little bit after Christ, the entire Mediterranean region uh, sort of used uh, what are called the Sclepian healing temples, uh, the dream temples of Greece and I guess some other countries around the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. where people came on pilgrimages after you know a month of horseback or maybe just walking on foot, even to have healing dreams in these little special temples with kind of a priest, and, and that's actually where we get uh, the, the uh, snake around the staff on the AMA medical symbol, and many of the medical symbols worldwide comes from the Asclepian healing dream temples because mm-hmm. uh, the Greek god Asclepios has a snake around his staff. I never knew that. 
So, yeah, the early, I guess, alternative or integrative hospitals of the day have uh, sort of been forgotten in our culture. It's a really great way to, to heal for diagnosis. Sometimes we can tell what's going on inside us. Sometimes uh, prodromal. You guys might like this because it's kind of paranormal. Yeah. We can actually tune into body problems, uh, even things like cancer uh, or, or more serious issues, serious accidents that we might have. We can tune into it before the event or before anybody knows about it, at least the body and so I've, I've had many people and can give references who go to the hospital because they've had a dream and just to get it checked out and find that uh, wow they're glad they caught it early to avoid something much more serious mm-hmm. it sounds um, like there are a lot of practical uses and uh, of course the question of deja vu might arise absolutely and uh, that's a little French I didn't know you guys spoke French right Oh, well, it means already seen. Did you know yes. that? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, in, in the uh, Woonsocket area here, a lot of French Canadians. Oh, okay. A lot of tourism yeah, contacts a... between Quebec and here. So. Oh, terrific. Yeah. Well, uh, déjà vu, and there's other variations. Déjà visité, already visited. Uh, sometimes people can sort of be in a location and all of a sudden have a flashback to an earlier time. Or déjà rêvé, which probably some of the listeners have experienced uh, but haven't named it. It's already dreamt. So in a dream, you sort of know you have a certain past, or you remember other dreams, uh, which is kind of an interesting one. Sort of like you have parallel lives, one of them in dreams, one of them in waking. Well, that happens to me all the time. There are certain places that I go in dreams with my wife. There's a little town in Pennsylvania. Why Pennsylvania? I don't know. I'm hardly ever there, but. There was a little restaurant on a corner, and my wife and I have eaten there several times while passing through the town in different dreams. Okay, so it's just food for thought, then. Well, <laughs> quite literally, yes. I'll forgive my bad okay. pun here. We have a caller with a question. Great. Very good timing. And uh, are we on here? No. Okay. We're, if we do lose you, please call back because we're kind of... Yeah, a, we're dropped by a dream. Yeah, right. Oh, dear. Did we, did we lose... The, oh, I guess we lost... Okay, well, I asked the caller, you know, please call back. We, you know, we're kind of on a wing and a prayer technologically here. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, so well, lots yeah. of the callers have probably or, or potential callers, so maybe people will call in. Have had uh, really upsetting recurring dreams. Uh, that that ends could up be being one of the best benefits. You know, something like the chase dream or falling or, or naked in public. You ever had that one? Uh, not naked, but I occasionally I. Sort of just being in, in uh, you know, uh, skimpy clothing of some Undershirts kind. Undershirts or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and these are worldwide themes again, so really important life lessons. We're not just talking about, you know, random uh, ate, ate a bad dinner kind of thing. We're talking about really key lessons that if we catch it in the dream, it's kind of an emotional lesson usually, then uh, we can help ourselves with recurring waking scenarios, so I call them recurring daymares. But we get a lesson that works on all levels. In other words, we improve our relationships, uh, maybe we work better, uh, we include our assertiveness, uh, that's often connected with the chase dream, or, or the, the naked in public one's often uh, sort of self-confidence, a place where we're feeling really embarrassed, you know, exposed, uh, and usually the key thing with that dream is the other people don't notice, right? Yeah, so seemingly that's the it's case. It's yeah. unusual, and so the lesson, or the message is, hey, you know what, you're feeling self-conscious in some scenarios, so, and you could have more confidence, because nobody's noticing except you, so just relax and enjoy it. Be your true self. Enjoy the nakedness. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, just to remind you, we were coming out of the wire here, but we still have a time for a call or two. 766-1240-401. 766-1240. Or nationally, 800-449-1240. Okay. There he is. So, uh, let's hopefully the caller's calling back here. We can get that, that question in here. But, um, 
Okay, and there are other. What other uh, dreams are common that one might call archetypal or symbolic, other than the naked one? Yeah, well, there's. Uh, you guys have probably had this. This is pretty common for radio announcers. The dead <laughs> air dream, or the unprepared for my uh, my show. You ever had? Yeah, that? somehow I get that feeling a lot. I, yeah. I don't. <laughs> okay, so uh, Paul, or I guess Ben's a little more relaxed about. It. Yeah. But uh, some radio announcers often have that, and it's a variation, actually, on the nightmare uh, or usually upsetting recurring dream of unprepared for the exam or, you know, late for the bus. It's a pretty close one. Yeah. But uh, we're something that uh, we're, you know, probably something coming up in our life soon. We're feeling unprepared and we're being stressed. And it might be a warning dream. Sometimes it's like, hey, you know what? You haven't prepared. Uh, you're not ready for... Not necessarily an exam at school, but some important deadline at work or some presentation or something. So the dream comes as kind of a helpful hint to uh, get moving on that. Well, one of the odd things, uh, too, with me is that, is that, as I say, just about every dream I remember is a lucid dream. And even when I have dreams of those architects in them, you know, with the lack of clothing or, or even being chased or whatever, I, I will try to take control. For right, example, right. Though, I, the last one I can recall when I was being chased, I simply flew away. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. that we would call that. Uh, we'll give you three stars out of five for that. <laughs> Not to knock you because uh, you're definitely ahead of the curve and that you're conscious. But uh, if you use a little logic, like an, ex- an extra star would be, hey, wait a minute. If you're safe in bed, why run away? That might be some important part of you you need to meet and integrate who holds the key to your growth. You know? <laughs> well, I've done that before. I've turned around and faced okay. and there's been That's nothing good. there, which is interesting. But I also enjoy the flying. So I did that. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. And in some of the, the semi naked dreams, I look for clothing. And, and, right. I, and I'll put it on. Okay, well, here's a challenge for you next time. How about I like, just go totally naked and see if you can face that uh, embarrassment feeling and feel good about it? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm much too Puritan for that. This is New England, after all. Even in New England, <laughs> I guess, huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, so, um, oh, did we take the question over the phone? Okay. All right, here's the caller. We decided not to take any more chances with the, the machinery. Uh, okay, uh, He this caller has a dream where he gets... Cost? Oh, you mean lost? A lost all the time. He goes lost in. He gets lost in school. Lost in a boat out at sea. He's always getting lost. So what's that about? Yeah. Well, uh, it's probably not about the TV show. We don't know for sure. I usually like Uh, to interpret uh, the dreamer rather than just the standalone dream, and and that's a little more empowering. So we hear their other dreams and their life and their feelings, etc. But we'll take a little bit of a shot here in the ten-second soundbite. Usually lost is, and any dream, here's kind of a key tip for all the listeners for other dreams. Any dream usually links with waking life through the feeling in the dream. So we just saw with the naked public, we're feeling embarrassed about something, self-conscious. In the case of lost, he might just ask himself, hey, where in my life, especially the day that I have the dream or the day before, sometimes even the day after. But uh, where am I feeling lost or not like I'm getting anywhere or maybe I'm not clear where I'm heading or I'm just kind of spinning my wheels? Have I made clear goals? Do I have a plan? And, and I'm, am I making headway and sort of getting to, to something that feels fulfilling? And most likely they're not. And the dreams will mirror the, the waking scenario. It's not too revelational, but once we get it, maybe it'll give us a little kick in the butt to, to focus, do some goals, and really move ahead. Okay. Yeah, well, good. Thank you. All right, well, we are coming out of the wire here. Uh, now, Craig, tell us about again about your website, and can people can people reach you one-on-one, or how, do, how would they do that? Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, there's lots of great free articles there at dreams.ca. That's www.dreams.ca. That's the Dreams Foundation uh, that I direct. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, about nightmares, lucid dreaming, uh, dream interpretation is a big one, so understanding dreams. If people uh, join the newsletter, it's pretty occasional, but uh, they'll get a free podcast all about dream interpretation, and also uh, you can actually hear James Cameron share his dreams. It inspired uh, some of his key films to uh, join the newsletter. But uh, most interesting to people to follow up, and uh, I don't make as much money, but I usually encourage it just because it's... uh, that's a breakthrough for everybody who takes them. Are the teleclasses that I lead, uh, online 10-week teleclasses. And uh, we sort of have a lot of fun. But everybody tries experiments each week, and uh, we have an email group list where people report results. And, and we have a conference, and sometimes I uh, show images or video. But uh, we create a bond, and everybody really makes some major, major breakthroughs on whatever they're interested in. So I encourage that. And if people want to go a little deeper, if it's a little more private, I do offer private counseling. Um, they could visit dream-interpretation.net and contact me there. And if they like the music and want to hear some of the artistic side or ever interested in, uh, I guess, uh, presentations for their local organizations, they can go to edutainer.ca. Uh, that's my speaker, edutainer site. Excellent. Well, you sure have it covered, Craig. I'll tell you that. Oh, thanks, and uh, we, we will be in touch off the air. I think we got yeah, uh, like something interesting going thing, here. Thanks. Yeah, I uh, one quick question, very quick. Is uh, yeah. uh, do you run into people who believe they've been abducted by aliens? Because obviously, we're always hearing about that, and dreams can, I, as I understand it, have a be a factor in at least thinking that you're abducted by aliens. You run into that much? Absolutely, uh, especially around a specific experience. We haven't talked about it tonight, but maybe we'll take one second on it. Called sleep paralysis. Yeah, well, we're going to have you back, so we can. Uh, oh, well, that's good. Is that going to be a positive recurring dream? <laughs> Hopefully you want us to fly away or take your clothes off. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, no, no, no clothes off. On the radio it might be okay, but yeah, the sleep <laughs> well, I don't know. paralysis. We got us on the uh, webcams here. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the sleep paralysis is pretty common. About half of people experience that, and uh, it's a fancy name for waking up and not being able to move. Usually, just for a few seconds or up to about a minute or two. And often when we get overtired, so if you're studying late for the exams or whatever and you throw off your sleep cycle, don't be surprised if you have this experience. And not to freak out, really. You're, you're safe in bed. You can't move. I mean, when else have you ever been so relaxed that uh, you're in bed and can't even move your muscles? Yeah, really. But uh, close to that and usually a little bit uh, more upsetting. But uh, a similar experience is when people actually start having uh, sort of demons in the room, evil presence, or sometimes a demon on the chest called being hagged. Yeah, and or aliens in the room, and they feel like they're being abducted, etc. I think it's one aspect of what alien abduction experiences might be from is that it came in a dream state, okay. sort of an interpretive thing. But who knows what else is out there? Excellent. Well, we're, we're flat out of time, unfortunately. Craig Simweb, everybody, dreams.ca. Craig, we'll be talking to you again, and thank you so much. It's been oh, a great thanks. show. Thanks. That was great. And happy nightmares to everybody. Craig. <laughs> okay, good night. Good night. Okay. Real quick bit of paranormal news here, folks, before we let you go. Uh, we had on a recent show, I believe, I don't know if it was this one or CBS, but we had uh, Steve Bassett, our good friend, who was a, a major expo- well, uh, a major ambassador, so to speak, for UFO disclosure. He's working very hard as an activist for that. And uh, we talked about the White House petition that was signed. Uh, apparently now it looks like there were 12,000, over 12,000 people who signed it. And the White House promised that if 2,000 people signed it, they would do something about it. They have a whole place where you can submit these petitions. But anyway, here's what Steve reports to us. 
The White House has responded to the disclosure petition. The final signature count was 12,078. As expected, it was written by a low-level staffer from the Office of Science and Technology Policy, a research assistant. The response was unacceptable. This is to disclose, demand to disclose what the government knows about UFOs, if anything. The response page includes a feedback option. Much feedback is expected. PRG, that's the Paradigm Research Group, Steve's group, will address the White House response on Monday, November 7th, that was today, by an international press release, which we have not received yet, and op-ed submissions to various newspapers. So we'll probably have some more news on that. In the meantime, we have come to the end of the road here, apparently for today. Anyhow, so don't forget, all our podcasts of all our shows are available at www.behindtheparanormal.com. That's right, and yeah, CBS even has theirs already up, so that's good. Yes, and on our regular CBS edition, uh, November 13th, our guest will be Don Yun, author, who feels that hauntings can be fun, uh, or some sort, uh, there are all t- kinds of hauntings of kindred spirits and things like that that can be fun, and we might have something to say about that. <laughs> so we'll... We'll be live at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on CBS, New Sky Radio in Boston, Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Seattle, and online at www.newskyradio.com. And we want to thank our producer this evening, Steve Bianchi, and we'll see you next Monday, November 14th, when Ben and I will host an open line show on a number of different paranormal topics. So we leave you this evening with a pungent comment from the great Irish author George Bernard Shaw. Life does not cease to be funny when people die any more than it ceases to be serious when people laugh. Thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we will not be f- finishing the show right now. So What? Well, we, okay. have, to, we have to stretch. We have. Oh, okay. We can for once, we are early. <laughs> yes, that's very unusual. Anyway, uh, stay tuned for information on this, uh, uh, future shows on this White House petition. Again, uh, what, what occurs is that the White House on its website has a place where people can file a, a petition for just about anything that they feel should be looked into by the government or should be dealt with. And if you get 2,000 signatures, they supposedly pay attention to it. Did we mention something about that when he was on the show? That this oh would, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we did. We explained it. But twelve thousand signatures. I told him. I mean, Steve is a wonderful guy. He's very positive. And I said, you know, your your faith in the government is touching, but nothing's going to happen. They're not going to. And sure enough, twelve thousand signatures, and it doesn't seem like anything's going on. Yeah, they're, they're just. They're, yeah. They never. Yeah, they never do anything. Ah, bureaucracy is a yeah. wonderful, wonderful thing. Right. So now we shall find now. We shall see you next time on a great cosmic journey. Behind the paranormal. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.